your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. You can download the Locker Room app and join me Monday night during the third period of Game 5 of the Wild Golden Knights series to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. On today's bonus Saturday episode of Locked on Wild, we will preview Game 4 between the Wild and the Golden Knights tonight at the XL Energy Center with some lineup changes, news on Marcus Johansson's injury, and keys to the Wild winning Game 4 and evening up the series at two games apiece. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last two seasons covering exclusively the Minnesota Wild. Thanks for joining me today. Happy Saturday to you. And uh, figured we should do, you know, a little preview of tonight's game between the Wild and the Golden Knights, uh, trying to shake out the bad taste from Thursday night's game in which the Wild lost by a score of 5-2. to two. So we will uh, give you some keys to tonight's game. We'll go line by line with some things that I'd like to see from each of these starting lines for the Wild, as well as uh, some things I'd like to see on defense and things for Cam Talbot that we'd like to see as well. But first, let's get to some of the big news today. Injury-wise, Marcus Johansson uh, looks like he is probably going to be done for the playoffs as uh, he suffered a broken arm in Game 3. And uh, he will not be available for tonight's game. Had surgery yesterday to uh, repair that uh, break in his arm. And uh, it looked bad at the time. Uh, Tripped on the uh, puck and ended up coming down hard and uh, slamming into the net. So uh, obviously a difficult situation for Marcus Johansson. Unfortunate for him because, as I said, it's pretty likely that he is done for the entirety of the playoffs, depending on how long the Wild would go. So... That has created a uh, lineup opening for the Minnesota Wild and a lot of speculation throughout uh, the last couple of days as to who would step up and fill that spot. Would it be Zach Parisi? Would it be Matt Boldy? Would it be somebody else on the uh, the taxi squad or one of the black aces that uh, were brought up to help fill out this postseason roster? And it looks like we finally have our answer today. Uh, In morning skate... Reported by many members of the Wild Media that uh, Matt Boldy was not skating with the team, uh, was skating with the uh, the taxi squad portion of the roster, and Zach Parisi was. So, despite Dean Evison not officially stating who was going to be uh, in the lineup here tonight, and just saying there are a bunch of game time decisions that uh, the Wild will have to figure out, it looks as though it's going to be Zach Parisi. Uh, that is in the lineup here for the Wilds tonight. Also, interesting notes that uh, Nick Bugstad was skating with the taxi squad portion of the lineup and that Kyle Rao was not skating with the taxi squad. So that could be a lineup change as well. Kyle Rao in, Nick Bugstad out as the Wild do a little bit of tweaking to their roster uh, ahead of tonight's game. So there's been a lot of clamoring for Matt Boldy to come in after a very strong finish to the season in Iowa. And so I wanted to address that first and foremost before we get to uh, what to look for in tonight's game. Because 
there are certainly cases to be made on both sides. Yes, Boldy had a fantastic end to the season and showed certainly that he is capable of uh, of playing at the the AHL level and dominating at the AHL level to the point where uh, it seems like the NHL is the next logical step for him. So yes, with the wild offense needing a spark, needing somebody uh, that can help get uh, past Marc-Andre Fleury, it makes sense that you'd give a young guy with um, with just boundless energy the opportunity to come in and be that guy. So I, I certainly understand those who are frustrated that uh, that it doesn't look like it's going to be Boldy who gets into the lineup for the Wild. I can understand being frustrated because uh, it, it just seems like you'd want to try to give as much help to the offense as you possibly could. However, on the other side of the spectrum, you are going into a likely... It's not a must-win because the Wild aren't mathematically eliminated if they lose tonight, but it is as close to a must-win as uh, you can possibly have with the fact that after tonight, two of the final three games of the series, if it went that far, would be in Vegas. So it is as close to a must-win as you can be. So I understand wanting to go with more veteran presence uh, in Zach Parisi as opposed to um, Matt Boldy. Because Parisi then slots uh, onto that bottom line where he was uh, was really effective. That fourth line with Sturm and Benino and Parisi was uh, very effective the uh, last month or so of the season before Parisi was scratched. Um, so you're bringing those guys back together, and you are then giving Kyle Rau an opportunity to see if he can help spark Kevin Fiala. Uh, on that line. So some some lineup changes, if indeed Rao does play in favor of Nick Bugstad. Uh, you, you're making some changes that uh, can give a little more veteran presence and uh, can also help hopefully spark the Fiala line as well. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if those changes do pan out, if that's what we end up actually seeing. Uh, there is still plenty of time between now and uh, puck drop. Vegas also playing things pretty close to the chest with uh, players that they have not had uh, at their disposal throughout the series. So just some gamesmanship by Dean Evason and uh, Pete DeBoer uh, in trying to just, you know, play this thing the way it's it's always been played, the Mike Zimmer school of, uh, of keeping things close to the vest um, wins out again. So we'll, uh, we're just going to, for the rest of the show, assume – that uh, Zach Parisi and Kyle Rau get into uh, into the lineup tonight. Next up, we're going to go line by line for the Wild and go over some expectations and things that we would like to see from the Wild starting four lines. We'll also hit the defense and starting goalie Cam Talbot as well. Our Game 4 preview edition of Locked on Wild next. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar, those delicious and great-for-you protein bars. Built Bar has nine amazing flavors, including coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So if you enjoy, well, food, there is a flavor for everyone. And if you're not sure which Built Bar flavor is best for you, don't worry. You can buy a mixed box where you'll get two each of the nine flavors. So you got the delicious tasting flavors, but check this out. They are also packed with protein. Most Built Bar flavors have 17 grams of protein or more, are only 130 calories, have only 4 grams of sugar, 
and only 4 grams of net carbs, or even a couple that have a few more grams of protein uh, as well. So uh, plenty of protein packed into each great Built Bar flavor. So if you are looking for a tasty treat while you're trying to get in better shape for the summer, head to BuiltBar.com, and if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. So use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Continuing our Game 4 preview edition of Locked on Wild, happy Saturday to you, happy game day to you as well. Make sure to uh, follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow us on Twitter as well. Going to be pretty active tonight once again, at Locked on Wild. Most of the uh, Wild game day tweets, though, coming from my own account at Seth Tope. So give me a follow. We'll interact during the game and uh, hopefully be cheering through a Wild win tonight. Okay, let's go through the starting lines for the Minnesota Wild and lay down some expectations and things that we hope to see uh, in tonight's lineup to try to get back into this thing and tie the series up at two games apiece. So we'll start with the Kirill Kaprizov, Ryan Hartman, and Matt Zuccarello line. And it's interesting because this line has had a ton of uh, – this line has played well, I think, um, through most of the series. You've had Ryan Hartman, who has played uh, sensationally well over the uh, the first three games of the series. He finally got rewarded with a goal in Game 3 after just being a man possessed in uh, the first two games of the series. So he finally got rewarded in uh, Game 3 with a goal. Uh, Kaprizov had his first point of the series with an assist on the uh, the Jewel Eriksson Ek goal, but after that things really went quiet, and uh, it seemed like the uh, the wind was kind of just taken out of the sails for everybody uh, up and down the lineup. And one interesting thing that I've noticed uh, with Kaprizov throughout the course of this series, as we expected, was going to be the case. Kaprizov has drawn a ton of attention from the Vegas Golden Knights to uh, to try to slow him down and make sure that he is not a factor in any of these games. He uh, he really has uh, has been taken away from the action. Uh, the Golden Knights have tried to trap him uh, behind the net or in the corners multiple times in this series. And so what I am going to say for Kaprizov is more just... Um, more just a suggestion and not an expectation for him because you know he's he's battling he's continuing to do uh, what he's done all season it's just it's harder for him to come up with opportunities because of how much Vegas is uh, is throwing at him um, to try to slow him down I'd like to see Kirill Kaprizov tonight kind of take the action into his own hands he is a very generous teammate tries to set his teammates up for uh, for shots and for goals uh, a lot of the time. I would like to see Kaprizov just try to kind of help himself out um, a little bit here in this game. And yes, if he can get Zuccarello and Hartman involved, that's great. But if there's really nothing there, if he needs to you know, take the puck and, and circle a couple of times to try to find an opening and then take it, I, I think that's perfect. This the one thing or one of the things that this team falls back on heavily is passing the puck a little too much, and you know rightfully so. You you don't want to um, you don't want to turn the puck over. You don't want to force a shot, but at the same time, sometimes 
a, if a player just would shoot as opposed to passing, their opportunity is better than uh, the wide-open uh, pass that they think they see. So I'd like to see Kaprizov just get a little more aggressive in this game tonight. If if opportunities are there for him, I'd like to see him take some shots uh, just to try to get his confidence up and uh, allow him to be a little more involved in uh, what is going on. For Ryan Hartman, really doesn't need to do much of anything other than continue to play the way he has over the uh, the last couple of games. And for Matt Zuccarello, um, same thing for him. If if Zook's got some opportunities, just just take him. Shoot that puck. If you've got an opportunity right around the net for uh, for a shot that you think uh, you have an opportunity to get past Flurry, take the shot. I'd rather people shoot than pass on uh, opportunities and come up empty. So that's that's what I'd like to see from the Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello line tonight is more aggression um, and just taking advantage of more opportunities, trying to free up some things for Kaprizov so that he can uh, can capitalize on opportunities, and more so just, just trying to be super aggressive out there uh, when they've got the puck. The biggest point of pressure, I think, in tonight's game is the Eriksson-Eck, Foligno, and Greenway line. Uh, because you know they establish the tone every game that they're out there, and they need to continue to do that. They need to continue to uh, serve it after it is dished out to uh, various members of the team. And I mentioned this after Game 3. If the Wild don't like the way that the Golden Knights are playing in that there are things that they're doing that are going uncalled, drop the gloves. Penalty kill's been pretty good pretty much the entire series. Drop the gloves. Show them that you're not going to tolerate that the rest of the series. If the officials aren't going to take care of things, you got to police it on your own. And that that lands to Jordan Greenway or to, uh, to Marcus Foligno to do that. So um, I, I want to see them be the ones, if things kind of start to get chippy in this game and somebody needs to um, needs to step in, and uh, restore order, it's got to be this line. It has to be these three guys to, uh, to enforce the physicality and to get this game back in, uh, in the Wilds' favor. So uh, those are the first two lines for uh, the Wilds. Tell you what, next up we will look at the uh, bottom two lines for the Wild. We'll also talk defense and goaltending ahead of tonight's game. Four more keys to the game next on Locked on Wild. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. The Stanley Cup playoffs are underway. The NBA playoffs are soon to be as well. And Major League Baseball is in full swing, so there is plenty for you to place your bets on at BetOnline.ag. So before the next pitch, before the opening faceoff, before the opening tip, before the first tee time of the next PGA Tour event, Head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines for even one more second. This is your chance to get into the game as your favorite teams make their playoff push. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use that promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts. Final segment of today's Game 4 preview of Locked on Wilds. Game 4 is tonight at 7 
at the XL Energy Center. Wild trying to tie it up at 2-2 before things head back to Vegas on Monday night. Let's look at the bottom six for the Wild, and we'll start with what we expect will be the uh, the third line in tonight's game, Kevin Fiala, Victor Rask, and Zach Parisi. This line is going to be one that uh, that really could swing this game either to Vegas' favor if they struggle or to the Wild's favor if they don't. And it's going to come down to a huge game from Victor Rask tonight. If Kevin Fiala plays like he did in Game 3 where he is just a man on a mission and is um, is engaged and is is active in the game from the get-go, what the Wild are going to need to do in order to succeed when that line's in the game. You put Zach Parisi up in front of the net, which is the spot that he has succeeded at most, being able to redirect and uh, and get the puck from point A to behind Marc-Andre Fleury and into the net. So you put Zach Parisi up around the net, give him an opportunity for the tap-ins, and Victor Rask has to seamlessly go between the two. If Fiala has an opportunity a little further away from the uh, the front of the net, Rask has to facilitate to that. If Fiala has a shot that rebounds out and it's picked up by Rask, he's got to go down low right away to Parisi for an opportunity to uh, to tap the puck in. Victor Rask has to be looking at all times where those guys are, making sure that he is uh, is getting both involved. Uh, so, like I said, Victor Rask has a lot of pressure on him in this game tonight because uh, that third line is going to need to uh, to put some points on the board uh, here in this one. So, if that third line can coexist like that, if that is indeed how the lines end up playing out, um, that uh, that's going to do wonders for this team and will um, will help take pressure off of the top two lines here tonight. Final line that we'll discuss, of course, then is uh, and again. This is what the expectations are. This could obviously change before puck drop. Um, so if it does, if these aren't exactly the line combinations that we get tonight, please bear with me. Just uh, just trying to, for speculation's sake, give you what what we could anticipate the starting lineup will be tonight. Final line, Nick Benino, Nico Sturm, and Kyle Rau. This line is, again, going to need to bring some energy uh, at the uh, at the bottom of the lineup, Nico Sturm could be another player that is a key to this game. If he can get back to the form we saw, where he's buzzing around the ice and uh, is feeding off of Nick Benino, uh, that's going to go a long way for this Wild team as well. Too many guys in Game Three just kind of sat and uh, and watched the action develop. Go out there and take charge, and um, good things will happen after that. So. I need to see a little bit more from Nico Sturm tonight, and Nick Bonino being on that line can certainly help him out. For Kyle Rau, show the Wilds that uh, that you deserve to be part of this uh, this playoff roster the rest of the way. If you go out and have a good game, then um, it's likely that Rau takes that spot from Bugstad uh, here over the uh, the final few games of the series. But if Rau just kind of blends in and uh, and things don't work out, they're going right back to Bugstad for uh, for game five so give the wild a reason to keep you in the lineup and uh, and to be part of this playoff roster going forward that's the goal for Kyle Rau tonight and uh, that's the goal for the starting four lines for the Minnesota Wild talking defense and goaltending to close things out here today on the defensive side of things it's been pretty evident what have been the issues 
uh, for this wild defense. When they start to lessen up and, and to lose contain on the puck and uh, and really struggle with the forecheck, that's when Vegas takes advantage and uh, and puts the puck on net and puts the puck in the net. So for the Wild, got to be physical. Everybody on that defense that is in the game tonight has got to be physical, and they have to really do a good job of keeping the uh, the net in front of Cam Talbot clean. If those Vegas players try to camp out in front of Talbot for redirects and tip-ins, knock them down. Get them out of there. That is, uh, that's what the, uh, the Wild defense did so well in Game 1. And uh, when Vegas has been able to really take back control over the uh, last two games, that, that's been another reason that they have, um, have succeeded as much as they have is because they were able to get some presence in front of Talbot. So the Wild defense needs to take that back, and they need to keep those Golden Knights players from uh, out in front, keep the lanes clear so that uh, Talbot can see and, uh, and doesn't get screened out of a potential goal. Um, for the Wild defense, another key for them is to uh, you know, not turn the puck over in the uh, offensive zone. If you've got the puck and you're trying to push it up um, towards the Vegas end of the ice, look a little more intermediate than trying some of those uh, Hail Mary touchdown passes that, uh, that the team tries so often. Just try for a more intermediate pass up the ice, get the, get the action to the neutral zone, and uh, get the plan rolling from there. And, of course, on the goaltending side of things, this is interesting because I feel like Talbot has probably been the most consistent presence uh, for the Wild. And, and yes, did give up four goals in Game 3, but at the same time, when you have five players in front of you who just completely lose track of the puck, too much traffic, really can't fault Talbot for, uh, for that goal. Um, and uh, a couple of the others, yes, Talbot probably should have had, but at the same time, that, uh, that third goal being waived just was a total momentum killer for this team. So Talbot just needs to play big, go back to the form that, uh, that led to him dominating in Game 1, um, and uh, just, just seize the moment. Any time there's, uh, there's one of those kind of 50-50 pucks, just go get it. If you end up, uh, if you end up causing a stoppage and a faceoff, in the wild zone, that's that's better than giving up a potential gross goal. So for Talbot, just uh, just continue to take charge, and any of those fifty uh, fifty pucks, just pounce on them, get the stoppage, and uh, and regroup. So that's uh, that's a little bit of a look, position by position, at what the Wild need to do heading into tonight's game four, and hopefully we get a win to tie it up at two two. Head to Vegas for game five with the series all knotted. We will have a recap of Game 4 for you uh, coming up tomorrow, so uh, make sure to check in for that here on Locked on Wild. Make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Twitter as well, at Locked on Wild. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild. Follow me on Twitter as well, at Seth Topes. We'll catch you on Twitter for tonight's game, and uh, hopefully the Wild make it a W tonight and uh, get us back to even in this series. If you're looking for a little bit more of a Vegas perspective, check out Locked On Golden Knights ahead of tonight's game. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day. 7 o'clock puck drop, and we will be with you tomorrow, win or lose, with another edition of Locked On Wild.